Good morning. This is Pastor Jennifer Pasquale at the International Christian Fellowship online and on campus in Rome. Hallelujah. This is September 2021, and I want to say I am so thankful for all of your prayers, for your words of encouragement, for the flowers that you sent at the homegoing, the heavenly homegoing of Pastor Rick, my beloved husband of 43 years. We're back in ministry in Rome, and I am so thankful. I am surrounded by servants who are serving the Lord, you know, ministers of the Lord, servants of the Lord. I'm a servant of the Lord, and I'm excited about the future, but I want you to know that I have been so touched by your love for Pastor Rick and your expressions of his ministry and um we are walking in a new and fresh anointing as I want you to walk in a new and fresh way with the Lord. So during this month, we are preparing to have a service honoring Pastor Rick on October 2nd on campus, and we will also live stream it. And so as you're here in Rome, I want you to come and see me. As you're online, you can send me messages. But I just wanted to give a personal greeting to our online campus to say thank you. It's not easy. The Holy Spirit is our comforter, um, but we're still here, so we're not done. And God says, I have a plan for the future, to give you hope and a future, not to harm you, but to prosper you. That's true for me as a wife. That's true for me as a mother and a Gigi. It's true for you that God has plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future, and he wants you to be used by God. I just wanted you to hear from me this month. I love you. If you've been on vacation and you're just joining back in, God is faithful. And I am here ready to do the work of the Lord in Rome and to continue on the legacy and the, and the vision that God has for the International Christian Fellowship of Rome. I appreciate your prayers. I appreciate your giving. Your faithful giving online has been amazing. And so I pray that the Lord would bless you in abundance. And as you bless the ministries of ICF Rome, we are literally touching one, touching Italy, and reaching nations with the good news of Jesus Christ. So thank you, and God bless you, and we will gather together to celebrate Pastor Rick on October 2nd as well, and we will carry on the faith for Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, today it's my privilege to introduce to you our special guest. I welcome the online campus as well. Am I on? It's okay, all right. And um, you know, when you do it like that, I think you're telling me something. <laughs> um, I am so privileged to be an Assembly of God, United States uh, missionary pastor here in Italy. And um, today, my regional director, Pastor Paul Tremontosi, who handles all of the Europe continent and serves on many leadership boards for the world, and his beautiful wife, Angie. Angie, would you just stand and let everybody see you? Will you give her a lot of love for me? And I also want to thank, we have several missionaries and pastors who've been with us yesterday or today, so I see some of you. Would you stand and let us just welcome you? Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. We love you so much. They pastor and serve in places all over Italy. And I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for the beautiful celebration of life service that we had yesterday and you know, I don't take it lightly that this is a new season that the Lord has 
encouraged me and allowed me to step into. So will you do me a very big favor? I want you to stand and give my amazing regional director, Pastor Paul, a beautiful welcome. Thank you so much. God bless you. <laughs> God's good. Amen? Are you ready to hear the word? Father, help us, Lord, as we share your word and a thought that you have laid on our hearts today. For ICF Rome, and we're grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I believe firmly that the greatest reward in life is knowing that you have made a positive influence and impact in another's life. Would you agree? There's nothing more rewarding than seeing somebody make a change for the good and to be able to influence that person's life. As children of God, as servants of the Lord, even more so is that reward wonderful, especially when we know that they have come into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. To positively influence another. To discover the rich beauty and love found in Jesus and his kingdom is profoundly meaningful and rewarding. We get to make a difference in another person's life. It's really not a sacrifice at all in that regard. It's a gift from God. Most people don't get that opportunity. Most in this world are on survival mode. They're just trying to get by. And I understand it. But we get a chance to live a life sacrificially and make a difference in people's lives for good. We are a blessed people. Amen? And you know what? That's the beauty part of what we celebrate in the life of Pastor Rick. Because that's how he lived. He loved to serve you. He loved to serve this world. And he loved to make a difference in people's life. And so it was a wonderful reward that he had while, we, while he was here. But can you imagine how wonderful that reward is while he is with Jesus right now? And that's our expectation and our hope as well. That's the highest calling and the greatest gift in life that we can have. Amen? Amen? All right. Now, I'd ask you all to smile at me, but I can't see your teeth, so it's okay. I want to talk to you this morning a little bit about course correction, the adventure of God's calling. I believe that God's calling is an adventure. Now, those of you that know me, and welcome again to my, my missionary colleagues here. Thank you so much for coming and supporting Jen and being here. It's just so good to see you all. Um, some of you know that I am extremely directionally challenged. Giving directions and going, driving, and so forth is, is not my, my gift. Um, my children would have fear come across their face when Daddy would say, let's take a shortcut. That meant it was going to be a long drive, because I had no clue. I was a missionary in Spain, and our church used to call me El Rey de los Perdidos, the king of the lost people. 
I am so grateful for that British GPS woman in my phone. I thank God for her all the time because she always says to me, recalculating, <laughs> rerouting. And she says it in such a pleasant voice. It doesn't matter how many times I mess up, she never gets mad at me. It is wonderful that she doesn't get mad at me. Recalculating. And I think often that our lives are just like that. As we are trying to follow the Lord, the Holy Spirit is that internal GPS system, isn't it? And, and, and he says to us very often, at least I know he says it to me, he says, recalculating, rerouting. I want you to go this way. I know you felt like you were supposed to go this way, but now I want you to go this way. And I appreciate so, so very much that that is his job. And he loves his job. That's a good thing. How many of you have felt the Holy Spirit say, recalculating? Yeah. Every day, just about in my life. A small course correction, and this is really important. A small course correction can end up being a very significant correction. If I start with a ruler to make a line and only have a five centimeter or a two inch for the Americans that are here change, by the time I take that one kilometer or one mile, I would be a quarter of a kilometer or a quarter of a mile off with just that little five centimeters or two inches with that small change. If I go 10 kilometers, I would be one full kilometer or one full mile away from where I would have been. Small changes can have large consequences, correct? The point being that those small changes in your life can be quite significant as you move in your journey of life and in the adventure of your calling in the kingdom. Sometimes, however, when we sense that we need to make change, often we think, I need an overhaul. I need to just start this whole thing over again. And you feel like you're just missing it, and so you need to kind of change everything. Well, I would say to you, that's probably not the Holy Spirit in your life. That's probably just your own frustration of yourself or, or because of your circumstances. That's just not wise, and it can be very, very discouraging. Even though it's certain events that take place in our lives can be overwhelming, it's so helpful to look for God to show you the five centimeters or the two inches. Piano a piano, poco a poco, one step at a time. And for Pastor Jennifer, for instance, as we all are sensitive to this today, and for you as a church, you don't need to overhaul this thing. Just because Pastor Rick is not here does not mean that the anointing of the Spirit will be just as powerful and maybe even more powerful. The Holy Spirit is working through us and in us, not because of us, but often in spite of us. Are you with us? Or are you with me? But you know, that small little change 
Pastor Jennifer is anointed of the Holy Spirit with a clear calling, and together we feel confident this can continue with just a little bit of recalculation. Amen? God usually doesn't call us to make a mile or a kilometer change, but rather just five centimeters, just two inches. God will take care of the mile. God will take care of the kilometer. Amen? Baby steps. Good things. Let's think baby steps. We need to think in our lives of ways that we allow the Holy Spirit to tweak our lives and just make a little change here and a little change there. I know I need lots of change in my life, but you know what? If I try to tackle all that, I'll get very discouraged. So just a little piece here. And when the Holy Spirit does that, something else will be able to be changed over here. Are you all with me? So I want to talk about that in relationship to the call, the call of God. First of all, we are all called, I think I have a slide up here, the adventure of the call. Here's the most important thing. We are all called to look like Jesus. Amen? You're called to look like Jesus, to love like Jesus, to forgive like Jesus. How did he forgive? On the cross. That's how he's called us, and that is our calling. Forgiving like Jesus, loving like Jesus. And then there's that particular call, that daily call to ministry in life. And I want to talk a little bit about that, specifically... What do we do is we're trying to follow God's calling in our life when the Holy Spirit GPS system says, recalculating. What do we do? Well, Abraham was called of the Lord and had a huge recalculation moment in his life. And we find this in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 8. And it says, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Now, I felt like Abraham a lot in my life. I have no clue where I'm going. Abraham went out to follow the Lord to a place that he didn't know. He didn't know what it looked like. He had no idea how to get there. And God calls him to leave the familiar and head toward the unfamiliar. That's called an adventure. Some would call it a nightmare. I choose today to call it an adventure. Are you with me? It's an adventure. Pastor Jen. Right now, although this is a familiar place, you are heading in unfamiliar territory. There's a new role, a new calling that God is asking her to do. And so she is leading us, and you need to be good followers. You know, I believe in followership. Amen? We got leadership, but we also need followership. And there's a place where we all have to understand, because we all go through this in our lives that God calls us to unfamiliar places so that he can work in us and receive glory through us in ways that we recognize it's not me, it's him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. And I want you to see today 
that this is not uncommon at all in God's economy of life in the kingdom. Sometimes God calls us to unexpected things. Abraham didn't plan to leave his home of Ur. You are. I would love to have a simple little name like Ur. I think that's great. Paul didn't plan on being an apostle until he got knocked off a horse. Are you with me? Peter liked fishing. Okay? Fishing was a good thing. He had fun fishing. Paul didn't plan on going to Europe first, but you remember in Scripture, he was planning on going one direction, and the Holy Spirit said, recalculating, and off to Europe, to Macedonia, he ended up going. And Pastor Jennifer didn't plan on leading ICF Rome without Pastor Rick. But the Spirit said the same thing in each case, recalculating for my glory. The truth is we all have plans, but the kingdom in the calling is all about his plans, not necessarily our plans. Our lives are not our own. Those of us who, who, who follow Jesus Christ, when he enters into our lives, he takes our lives. We give our lives to him and he takes them gladly. And he uses them for his glory so that others would know how wonderful Jesus Christ truly is. Amen? Our lives are not our own. Our call is not to follow our plan, but rather it is to say yes to his plans. And when we do, the Holy Spirit GPS rerouting takes place and takes us on an amazing adventure whereby we learn more of the depth of the Holy Spirit and who He is in our life while we are here. You're not sure how it will work out, but you start finding new blessings and new life-giving experiences. I said to Jennifer when we were together, Jennifer, this is Jennifer part two. Part one is complete, and it was wonderful. Part two is just beginning. Amen? Amen. Give God the glory. Our faith in Christ is an adventure. It's an adventure. And that's a good way to look at it. Amen? Keep the GPS on. And trust it. Trust the Holy Spirit GPS. Now often you start out in one direction. And in following the call, and suddenly something happens whereby it, it just can't be right. I mean, this is just bad. I didn't expect that to happen. None of us expected Pastor Rick to pass on to glory. None of us have expected certain things in our lives to happen. And you start asking yourself, am I off track? Did I miss it? Am I going the correct way? But when we respond to the call of God and you keep the GPS system on, you go the direction that you know to go and you'll find that the Holy Spirit will give you a flashlight. And you can only see a few feet 
in front. He doesn't give us big floodlights so that we could see a kilometer or 10 kilometers away. And thank God he doesn't do that because it would freak me out. I think it would freak you all out too. He just gives you a little, maybe even a little pen light sometimes. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, is it? Are you with me? Have you been there? He gives you a flashlight and he says, two centimeters or five centimeters, two inches. Thank God for that. There are only, there are so many things as you go in the journey that you just don't know. You can't see what's out here or here or here. And sometimes it can be scary. That's why we depend on the Holy Spirit. He casts out all fear. Amen? And he puts in the love of Jesus. And he keeps our eyes, helps us to keep our eyes focused in every step that we take. But sometimes when you say, let's, let me put it this way. As you're trying to figure out the journey, some of you think you know it. And, and you come to the altar with your mate and you say, I do. You have no clue. You have no idea what you just said. Right? You think you do, but you have no clue. And you learn what it means as you journey together, right? You start learning. You probably start learning really quick. It's on-the-job training. And my wife is just getting me trained now, and it's been all these years. On-the-job training. And in the process, sometimes you hit a speed bump. Sometimes you hit a brick wall. I've done both. And it's no fun. But as you stay on the course, as you keep that GPS from the Holy Spirit on and alive, you find that Jesus can use you in extraordinary ways as you hit the brick wall. And as you go over the speed bump, and you allow the Holy Spirit to say, recalculating helps you to go around that thing or to dig a hole and get under that thing, whatever you got to do. And you learn things about yourself and you learn things about others around you. But you continue to allow the Holy Spirit to recalculate in your life. Don't look too far ahead. Don't go too fast. Take your time. It's not a rush. The Holy Spirit's got this. God's got this. You've heard that before, haven't you? Amen. Amen. Take it moment by moment. When we don't know what something means, Jesus reminds us of something very, very important. And he says this. He says, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And we can all say amen to that. Two inches at a time. Things change, and you know what, friends? We must grow into those changes. Sometimes we, well, always, I resist change. I don't like change. You know, I go through the, the airport, I travel a lot, and I have the way I do things. I've got my passport, I go through the thing, first thing I got to do, I got to sit down. I sit down and I got to make sure the passport goes there, this goes there. Now my brain can relax, I've got my routines. You know, but sometimes God changes things. The passport fell in the, in the, in the uh, 
whatever that thing's called, the, the belt there. And now, now I'm scared. You know what just happened? Things change. You have to grow into that. If you don't grow into that, you can't function very well. Please don't limit God. ICF Church, please don't limit God because Pastor, J- because Pastor Rick is, is not here. That doesn't mean that God is limited. Pastor Jennifer is here. And the Spirit has anointed her to recalculate with you and with a new, fresh anointing. It'll be different. Now, she's much better looking than Pastor Rick. So you, you got that's a good thing. But let me tell you what, it's going to be different. Just like Elijah was, Elisha was walking with Elijah. And Elijah was amazing. And Elisha was amazed at Elijah until God took him. And Elisha was alone. And what happened? He got a double portion of the Holy Spirit. Amen? A double portion. The enemy sometimes throws stuff in our way. And we need to change course. Sometimes we make mistakes. And the Holy Spirit says, you need to recalculate. Sometimes life just happens. And the Holy Spirit says, you got to recalculate. I pray your theology doesn't have you in such a box that you think that every little thing that happens in life is so orchestrated of God in the negative sense. It's not. God has given you a spirit to think and to pray and to seek Him and to make choices. That's a wonderful thing. It's called a relationship. If I don't have that and if God is making me do everything, I'm not really choosing to love Him at all. Are you with me? So things happen in life and sometimes it's the enemy. Sometimes it's the flesh. Just read James. And sometimes it's just life as life is. The Holy Spirit says, recalculating. And that's okay. That's normal. That's life. Thank God the Holy Spirit resides in us and helps us. Amen. 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 You don't get to plan out everything. How many of you are planners? You like to have everything. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I, I get you. You don't get to do that all the time, do you? But the things that we can plan are far better when you plug in the GPS of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And that's the way we go. So when you're saying yes to the call of God and suddenly you hear recalculating, remember, don't limit God. He's still in the miracle business And God can still do things that are impossible for us alone. Amen? God is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond what we could even imagine. Ephesians 3.10. Amen. It's what God can do in you and through you. If you just make a two inch adjustment, a five centimeter adjustment, and embrace the recalculating. Let's dream God-sized dreams with two-inch correction. Don't stop dreaming God-sized dreams. Rome still needs Jesus, and this church is still anointed with a God-sized dream to reach this 
nation for him. Amen? Is your GPS on? Are you willing to make a course adjustment? Let's look two inches and not ten miles. Let's look five centimeters and not ten kilometers. And trust God to keep doing the miracles. Let's not limit God by saying he can only do what we can do or what we feel like doing. Let's change that. And let's recognize that he can do all he wants to do through us, despite us, <laughs> in spite of what we can do. What is God calling ICF Rome to do now? Faith is about the future, folks. Faith is about the future. And it's time for a new direction and a continuance of the adventure. Let us pursue the kingdom now more than we ever have. And let's watch how God will do it for his glory. ICF Rome, the Holy Spirit says to you today, recalculating, recalculating. But taste and see that the Lord is still good and his mercy still endures forever and his kingdom will continue to flourish in Rome through you and under the anointing of new leadership that still has a part of the same leadership. How wonderful is that? Has the same DNA and has a powerful anointing under Pastor Jennifer Pasquale. Amen? How many of you want to just thank the Lord? Let's just thank the Lord. Now, I want to transition here a little bit, and I'd like to do something special, because I want you to see how much confidence we have in your pastor. I want you to see that. I took a trip here from the United States intentionally because I believe in your pastor. Angie and I are so proud of Jennifer. And you know that she had a calling when she was 14 years of age, long before she even got married, and long before she even knew who her mate would be. God had called her, and maybe one day you'll share that story with them, maybe you already have, but there's an anointing that's on her, and we're grateful for that, and I believe in it, and I want you to see that today. I want you to see two things. Would you bear with me just for a second here? I would like to do a reinstallation of your pastor right now, okay? And in Scripture, we see that there are two categories that help us to discern the calling of God as a pastor. The first one is simply cultural. You'll see that in Scripture, where there are cultural things that were happening, for instance, in Ephesians and in Corinthians, whereby the church was having some problems with women in the church, and they forbade women to take that church and to lead it. There was a problem. It was a cultural issue. Okay, you have to determine in life what is the ambiance of the culture that you have. And sometimes we make decisions. We do not believe that those cultural things are normative for us to make decisions on scriptural principles, which is for the second category, character. The character of a person 
and the God's anointing and calling in a person is what is the stake in the ground. That's what we rally around. Not the cultural things. Cultural things change. So I'm just telling you that. And there are different groups that believe different things. And that's okay. We have to respect that. But in our tradition, we believe that there are these two categories. So those cultural things, we, we understand our culture and we feel very confident that gender is not an issue for us. Um, there are many, issue, many um, clear examples in Scripture of women that are leading, well, let's say nations such as Deborah and many, many others in Scripture. So we have to look at Scripture in its full context, and that's how we approach this. But that second category gives us our guidance on choosing a, a pastor. It's character. And what are the characteristics of a pastor so that we know how to select such a person in, ki in the kingdom? There's 15 of them, and I'm going to fly through this. Are you ready? I'm going to read them. A pastor is a faithful steward, Titus 1.7. That means a manager of God's resources and of Jesus' flock. The pastor takes responsibility, but not ownership. Are you with me? That's important. Number two, a pastor must be humble, not arrogant. A pastor must constantly demonstrate the gospel by admitting when he or she is wrong and assuming responsibility and restoring relationships. Number three, a pastor must be gentle, not quick-tempered. And you see the scripture verses there. A pastor must be sober, not a drunkard. And I would say this, this is not just overindulgence in alcohol, but it's idiomatic for any behavior that fuels addictive responses and that's something we need to watch out for number five a pastor must be peaceful not violent a pastor cannot be prone to inflict violence or abuse through his or her words he or she is to be a peacemaker a pastor must have financial integrity not greedy for gain according to titus 1 7 first timothy 3 3 1 peter 5 3 Three places it talks about that. A pastor is to be upright in his or her financial dealings and not pursuing money over the kingdom of God. A pastor must be hospitable. A pastor must be a lover of good. A pastor genuinely loves and celebrates what is good. A pastor must be self-controlled. Self-control is a characterization of every area of the pastor's life. Doesn't mean they don't make mistakes. It means you learn self-control. You deal with it. A pastor must be upright, has integrity in relationships and how others are treated. Number 11, a pastor must be holy. Titus 1.8, a life that is devoted wholeheartedly to Jesus externally and internally. Amen? A pastor must be able to teach. Titus 1.9, 1 Timothy 3.2, all of the other qualifications that we just read are character qualities. This is the only what we would say ability-based requirement. Able to teach sound doctrine. Not just be able to communicate well in an excellent manner, but be able to share sound, healthy doctrine. Number 13, a pastor must be spiritually mature. Positions of authority, folks, without spiritual maturity lead to the trap of pride. And when pride grows, sin abounds. So spiritual maturity is important. A pastor must be respectable. It means that there's no credible witness out there to ongoing sinful behavior. And lastly, 
A pastor must be an example to the flock. A pastor should be someone your children could pattern their life after. Jennifer Jones Pasquale, would you please come here? Jennifer Jones Pasquale, ordained minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the Assemblies of God World Missions by virtue of your fulfillment of every biblical character and ability-based assessment needed to be recognized as a pastor in this beautifully inclusive kingdom. It is my delight to reinstall you as pastor over ICF Rome International Church. Thank you for standing with your pastor. Thank you, Jesus, for giving you such a wonderful pastor. It's a new day. It's a new anointing. And the future is very, very bright. And Pastor Rick will always be in your hearts. And those memories will bless you as we heard yesterday. They will help you. And you know what? He's very proud today. I thought it would be very apropos to begin right now the very first pastoral duty of your pastor is to share communion and so I, I would like to simply start this by offering communion first to Pastor Jennifer and if you will prepare yourself and I would have her take communion first and then she will lead communion to all of you. You may be seated. So very simply, Jennifer, Pastor Jennifer, you can go ahead and take the body. The body of Christ broken for you. Let's take together. shed for you, Jennifer Pasquale. Let's take together. Thank you, Jesus. Would you lead your congregation? should have received their communion cup if you did not you can slip up your hand you should have it there with you if you don't have it please hosting team you make your way to them you know I want to say to you this morning about the communion as we as we prepare to close this service that it is a holy ordinance of the church and the Lord asked each of us 
to examine ourselves. Where am I with Jesus today? Where are you with Jesus today? In Luke twenty-two fifteen, he said, with desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. So I want you to know that Jesus prepared this communion for you today. He prepared this relationship for you. There's an intense desire of Jesus to be with you. We serve an open communion in our church, which means if you're here and you're walking with Jesus and you've examined your life, you can receive that communion from the Lord together. He explains his physical absence in the future when he says in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Jesus may be physically absent, but it's because he's preparing a place for us and he is pouring out his spirit upon us and he is unwilling for any of us to be lost. So I'm going to ask you as you prepare that first layer of the bread that is broken, a representation of the body of Jesus Christ. And maybe you have sickness in your body. Maybe there is something you need healing for. I'm going to pray that your faith will come alive at the power and the love of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, that healing still happens. Amen? Healing still happens. We must never, never, never doubt that God is the great healer. He will heal our bodies. So, Father, as we prepare to take the bread, we thank you for the stripes that you took. We thank you for the suffering on the cross. But we thank you for the redemption of bodies that could be healed. And, Father, as we take this bread, I pray that your healing virtue would supernaturally flow into every single person who has need. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Will you please take the bread together? We also know that in 1 Corinthians it says, For I have received from the Lord what I also pass on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks for it on the night he was betrayed. And he said, This is my body, which is done in remembrance of you and for me. And he said in the same way after supper, he took the cup, as you prepare the cup, this cup represents the new covenant in my blood. Whenever you drink it, do it in remembrance of Jesus. For whenever you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim that Jesus is alive and well, and he has saved your heart and your life. Amen? So examine yourself. Right now, I want us to pray. Jesus, if there is any sin in any of our hearts that is blocking the flow of redemption from the cross of Jesus, God, forgive. Let that one be open and honest and transparent and say, Jesus, forgive me today. I thank you for your sacrifice. Lord, I thank you that your forgiveness knows no limits or no boundaries and it never runs out. And as we drink the cup together, let us remember we can always call on Jesus. He's alive in Jesus' name.
Amen. Let's drink the cup together. Hallelujah. Will you stand with us? Thank you, Lord. Will you stand with us? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Online Campus, for participating with us. And I pray that you will know how much we love you. Do you know we have people? I don't see Bettina here right now, but she was here last night. We have people attending this weekend that are part of our online campus. We have people that are going to be helping with Christian education that are part of our online family. And you are a part of our ICF Rome family. So today, I just want to say, it's a good day. It's a good day. It's a good week. It's a good month. You, we are ready to be, amen? We are ready to be. I want you to remember our verse for the year. Psalm 108, one from the message says, I'm ready, God. So ready. Ready from head to toe. Ready to raise a God song. So Lord, we thank you. We raise our God songs. Will you just lift your hands and thank him right now? Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for calling me. Thank you, Jesus, for providing for me. God, I thank you for your children in this place. I thank you that you are with us, that we don't do life alone. And Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit and your holy power would encamp around about our church and that we would dream big and we would dream with the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit and God that the best is still to come. There will be a greater, greater, greater anointing on each of us for this new season because we're ready to give God glory. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And everybody said together, amen. And everybody said, ready. Can you do that? I'm ready. Hey, wow, what an amazing service. Welcome to our virtual foyer. And if you were in the church, I would be shaking your hand or giving you an elbow bump saying, we're so glad you came. And I want you to know that we are so glad you are participating online. I want you to know that we're paying attention. We know that you're there. We know that you have needs, and we've been praying for you. We've been praying for our online um, congregation. And so today, as you go out into the world after this service, I want you to go out in victory. I want you to know that Pastor Rick and I love you so much. And uh, when you can, we want you to come back into the campus and join with us here in Rome. But I also want you to know as you embrace the week, in this virtual four-year farewell for the day, I want you to walk out saying, yes, Lord, I am ready, ready for the call, ready for whatever opportunities God puts ahead of me. And I'm praying for you for that job interview. I'm praying for you with your family and your children. God knows what you need, and you're going to see his answers to prayers unfolding this week. God bless you. Have a wonderful